Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. He's on the radio. There must be some mistake. You're black. Annoying Negro since 1969. Home of Reese on the radio. Whack. FM. All right, ladies, buckle up. It's What's going on all you scallywags out there You know what time it is It's time for the world's most hated And most racist Online show in America It's the Reese on the Radio Rundown With yours truly Mr. Reese on the Radio And thank you all for joining us. Did you like that little effect? I had to throw that on there. Now when I say it, it's like more effect. The most hated and most racist online show in America. Oh, I love my little toys. <laughs> thank you, John Beckman. I had to throw that in just for the little flair. Anyway. More news and more views than you can shake a stick out. That's what we do here, folks, on the Reset Radio Rundown. Plenty of things um, I like to talk about today. Um, I'm going to go through a whole gamut of things. Most of it is going to be about the new Twitter files that just dropped. A lot of people think that these Twitter files are more technical or anything, but there's so much more deeper uh, to that story. And this is like part eight, I think, that just dropped. Um, so there's a huge swath of things that we have to get into there, which I will totally get into uh, when we get the chance. Uh, who is this? Shirley. Shirley sent me a friend request, and 
I think I know who Shirley is. Yes, I do know who she is. And I will respond, Shirley. Thank you for the friend request. Anyway, so I want to get into this. And I would normally say, hello, Carl. But he's got a girlfriend now, so he doesn't have any time. His girlfriend's not a fan. She knows he watches this show religiously. And she said to him, and I quote, I can't stand him. <laughs> so Carl doesn't show us, but not, he doesn't show up. So nonetheless, I will say, hello, Carl, and your little girlfriend, too. <laughs> anyway, so I want to talk about something because this actually was, I was talking to the boys when we were at a job today, and um, I got an idea in talking to them. Um and it's the the role of celebrity in our lives. Um, and knowing a few, sadly, um, they um, they have a tendency to be very self-absorbed. I only know that because I've been infamous for about 20 minutes. I can't call myself famous. I was never a rapper or a singer or an actor. I've always done this. This is my thing. And there's some, some celebrity that goes with it. I mean, you know who they are. Sean Hannity, Rush Limbaugh, my hero. There's a degree of celebrity that goes with some of these guys. But celebrity is a very weird thing. People get inside the bubble. Everybody wants to reach out and touch you when you're a celebrity. You've gained this prominence, this dominance over them. And you're considered to a small degree a deity. I get it. Don't get me wrong. But I've never been a worshiper of celebrity. Maybe it's an overkill. Maybe because I've been in this business so long and I've met so many people. I may be... I may be a little like so out of it, like I've had it so much oversaturated in my life, I don't treat them like that. Here's why. Celebrities are my servants, not my deities. Yeah. They are my servants, not my deities. You sing, you dance, you rap, you act. You are there to serve me. You're no different than a cop, a teacher, or a firefighter. I pay your salary. Dance, monkey. That's why you'll never be a deity to me. You and I have an exchange. I buy your album. I buy your movie ticket. I go to your concert. The reason why you are these things, the reason why you have these plush things, you drive around in a limo, you live in a big house, I paid for that. You, it's a goods and service exchange. You are not a deity. I made you. If I refuse to follow you, listen to you, or even care about what you do, you're kaput. We've seen it over and over again. You can name a host of people who are no longer relevant in any form of business. They don't even care anymore. Why? Because once the audience leaves, you have to. 
So I've never ever looked at you as more than a police officer or a firefighter. You serve me. Dance, monkey. But if you look hard enough, folks, you'll notice that more and more of those people want to be in this seat, this job. I am a town crier. I am one of the infamous town criers of my generation. I am a Rush Limbaugh. I am a Sean Hannity. I am a Hugh Hewitt. I am a Bob Grant. I do this to inform and enlighten and entertain. What I do and profit in is an exchange of ideas to inform people of what their government is doing to me. People trust me with information. You, after a while, can no longer sing. You, after a while, can no longer dance. You, after a while, can no longer act. But information is forever. And all I have to do is keep providing it in a funny, entertaining, and informative way. And I last forever, which is why Jennifer Hudson has a talk show. Drew Barrymore has a talk show. Kelly Clarkson has a talk show. We are the future in information. A lot of you people are just monkeys. So I will never give anybody in that area respect because they don't understand who they are. They don't get the role. Some people wish to deify them. I don't. It's the reason why I can treat people in the fashion which I do. I sat right next to 50 Cent with my ex while she referred to his diamond bracelet as Snapple glass because I've never rolled in an area that treats people like they're better than me. If we have to look at people in stations in life, come to me, I'll tell you. Tell me how Mariah Carey is better than you. Without you, she's nothing. Tell me how Eminem is better than you. Without you, he's nothing. Think of the millions and millions of people who are probably better at his craft that you never heard of. And the reason why you've never heard of them is the reason why they don't exist in any sort of conversation. Because you didn't give them what was provided for them to be an Eminem. Get it? You have the power. That's why my role is more important than theirs. Because I recognize your worth. I don't suck off of your wallet and then tell you you're beneath me. I understand the exchange. So when I hear people talk about what I do here, when I hear people malign what I do here, what we in this medium do here, this. I got to check people on that. And I got to ask the simple question, what are you providing?
What are you doing that's making the world a better place? Singing a song? Dancing a jig? Acting in a role where somebody writes the words for you and you pretend to care about them? Living somebody else's life story? That's all I want to know. Instead of maligning what I do, thank me. Show me my mother effing respect. Like I show you when I give you the opportunity to call here or chat here or comment here or give me your opinion. I give you that respect because what you say and how you feel and what you think is worth a conversation. I don't cut people off. I don't tell them that what they think or how they feel is irrelevant. I have an exchange of ideas. That's what that's about. But if you're going through life upset because somebody doesn't like your song or like your movie or is going to the theater to see your play, where you then, because they don't like your product, malign them for not liking it instead of doing something better. You've obviously revered yourself or decided that you're some sort of God or deity that we ought to worship. And you don't owe us anything. We're just supposed to show up. It means you have no respect for us. And I say, in a fair exchange, why should we respect you? So, with all due respect... Dance, monkey. So, and thank you. You know what? White Mike, I just watched this video, folks. White Mike just mentioned, let me read this comment. He says, Tom Cruise handed his handles it better than anyone. I'm, let me tell you something. Go online on YouTube and watch Tom Cruise's latest video for this motorbike jump that he does over this mountain watch that video my me and roseanne watched it yesterday my roseanne and i watched it yesterday it was the most amazing video not just because of what tom cruise does for this craft right it's how much work he puts in 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 the video just to give you some uh, sort of a sum up in order to get this one shot where he jumps off a thing with a motorbike to you know, fly off the motorbike and then uh, uh, sort of rappel a, or uh, it's a parachute jump. I'm phrasing it poorly. But anyway, he rides off the thing and then he pops the parachute and he glides down. In the video, as they're explaining how they're preparing for this one shot, he did 500 jumps out of an airplane just to get it right. You applaud somebody like that. He did 500 test runs. For what? So he could get the... Again, it's for one shot in the movie that is going to last for about two minutes. You are 100% right, Mike. See the video where he thanks the audience for watching Top Gun? Yeah, exactly. That's the kind of dude he is. And as Roseanne and I are watching this, what the first thing we say to each other is like, dude, this is the reason why he's a movie star. It's like, you got to respect that dude. He is a true 
Hollywood movie star. Anybody that says anything about him when he was ripped, you, White Mike, you remember when I was I, I was here applauding him for screaming and hollering at the staff because they weren't wearing a mask and they weren't following COVID protocols and he lost his. I said, I'm with this this Tom Cruise. The reason why is because not only is he concerned with other people's safety, he was concerned with everybody's safety. Why? Does anybody remember this? I don't even know. Yesterday I was talking about these accidents where people have died on, on set. Do you know somebody died on Top Gun set back in 1985? That's probably where he got it from. Somebody died on his movie set and that probably affected him. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And that's probably one of the reasons why he does his own stunts. Because he's like, if I'm going to be in a movie, I'm going to do my own stunts. And the man is in his like, what is he, almost 60? How old is he, White Mike? Dude, I love this guy now. Tom Cruise is why. And look, you know, I'm... I, I can forgive the Scientology thing. I know nothing about it. He's 60. Damn, he's 60. I for, for, forgive the Scientology thing. I know nothing about it. But that guy not just respects the craft, but he respects you. This dude is coming out to entertain. He's coming out here to put a product that you're going to run and go see, and he's doing it at 60. And the dude looks believable. I'm not going to lie. Dude, Denzel Washington was 50-something when he did that book of Eli. He was running around with the sword. with the All that other stuff. Remember that? He looked all out of shape. Now, I'm not going to lie. He, he trimmed down for the equalizer thing. That looks a little believable. Yeah, he's never disappointed me ever. And he does it. He does his own driving and flying. He does. Congrat- Listen, I got to give it to him. So I just wanted to get that out. I need to get it out of the way. Because it's just, you know. A lot of people malign what 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 I do here and what people in this business do here. And I'm I'm just not going for that. So I'm calling it right now. I'm banning all celebrity. Celebrity's corny. Anyway, speaking of banning, have you seen this? This is probably one of my favorite stories today. Stanford, Stanford University. They came out with a list of banned words today, folks. Oh, I cannot believe it. Here's one of them. Their new... (laughs) Here's the first one. You don't say American. That's wrong. You say U.S. citizen. American is a bad word. You can't call yourself that anymore. You have to say U.S. citizen, according to Stafford. Uh, What are the other new words that you cannot use, according to Stafford? Oh, this is another one. Gangbang, you can use. Gangbusters, you can't use. (laughs) 
gangbusters means or implies that you are busting gangs, which for some odd reason is a no-no over at Stanford. I don't know any gangs that go to Stanford, but apparently gangbusters you cannot use. You can use the term very successful over at Stanford. So you can't use gangbusters. Take that out of your lexicon. Please stop doing that. Oh, uh, another one, my favorite one, immigrant you can no longer use. You have to use it for... You have to exchange it for person who has immigrated. <laughs> so you say Juan is an immigrant, or you say Juan is a person who has immigrated. <laughs> Still has immigrant in the word, but you can't say it anymore. <laughs> According to Stanford. <laughs> oh, let's see what the next one is. Oh! Because of the sad, sad trend of beating dead horses. <laughs> you can no longer beat a dead horse. You can refuse to let something go. So, uh, back when I was married, um, when uh, my ex wanted to constantly uh, beat a dead horse about my affairs, I should have respectfully told her, you refuse to let that go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Applaud me. That was brilliant. <laughs> can we say? Can we say a very successful gangbuster? I think so. I think so. Wait a minute. What else do we got? Let's go. To... Yes, grandfather, as was brought up already. It's supposed to be legacy. <laughs> you know, what I want to let everyone know that um, that <laughs> if your child has a, a a son or a daughter or a transgender, I guess according to Stanford, um, you are now a legacy, not a grandfather if you're male. Uh, <laughs> because now for some odd reason, grandfather is bad. Grandmother, okay. Grandfather, bad. I guess because it's patriarchal. I'm not even, I don't even know what to make of that one. That one sounds silly. Uh, what's the next one? Oh, trigger warning, which by the way has been created by the left. Trigger warning was a term created by these leftist woke bastards. Now you can't use the word trigger warning because trigger is associated with a gun and now you have to call it content note. <laughs> I'm just gonna, I'm gonna, I'm going to leave that one alone because there's nothing there. Oh, that's right. Preferred pronouns is no longer preferred pronouns because preferred is implying that you chose it and it didn't come naturally. So it, now it is just pronouns. Thankfully, they actually went backwards on this because before the word pronouns used to just be pronouns. <laughs> So I think you may have to rethink that because they went back to what we originally called them anyway. All right, what else we got here? Oh, that's right. That's my favorite one. The my favorite one. <laughs> Rama says, stop, 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 stop. I missed that one, Rama. Rama said, what's a grandmother? That's an elderly birthing person. <laughs> that's a good one. Okay, Karen. Karen, you can no longer use for some odd reason. And the woke came up with the term Karen. 
They did. That was their term. But now that's no longer good because apparently some good Karens have been um, have been maligned by the name. So now you must call them an entitled white woman so that you can specifically identify your Karen. It is entitled white woman. <laughs> I'm glad I don't have any of these morons in my life. I'm, I feel for you, Jeff. I feel for you. Uh, let's go. Let's go a couple of more. There's a lot. Uh, a blind study. I'm not sure exactly why that's a big deal, but apparently Rachel, Stevie Wonder, Jose, Jose Feliciano, uh, and uh, and Andre Bortelli, is that his name? Apparently they would be offended by that term. So blind study. Stevie Wonder is probably going, they didn't ask me anything. Um, so you can't use that. It's now called a masked study. Well, what happens when you put the mask over their eyes, stupid? Uh, they're black. What would you call a black Karen? Um, Shaniqua. <laughs> Applaud. <laughs> it's America's favorite black woman joke. Shaniqua. <laughs> you can use it anywhere. <laughs> I like saying it anytime I see a black woman getting irate. I'm like, I don't know what Shaniqua's doing over there, but she's very angry. <laughs> Anyway, moving on. Oh, this one. This one's a perfect one. I'm sorry. <laughs> what? <laughs> Julie says, F that. Only white women are Karens? Yes, unfortunately. This is their language. I have nothing to do with it. That's what they call it. But this one, listen, this is my favorite. This actually happened, folks. And for those who are in the podcast, you can't see it. So I can get to tell you this story and tell you why this bothers me. So, as you all know, I own a moving company, and I've got the whole crew on a job of a bunch of Californians who move here. So, the Californians come into town, and they come in a big truck, and we're there just to unload them into their new house. Nice house, and a very, very attractive young Californian couple, right? When we get there, like, he's got a surfboard, and she's in yoga pants. They are Californian, okay? We get there. So, as we start taking stuff out of the truck, I'm like, I'm in the truck handing stuff out to my guys. And as I'm grabbing some of the bedroom furniture, I noticed that one of the bed frames was a very large bed frame. So I looked at it and assumably said, oh, this is obviously to the master bedroom. So I pull it out and I say to the girl, and I want to say her name was Julie, but I say, Julie. She goes, yes. I go, this goes to the master bedroom. She goes, yes, this goes to the main bedroom. So I'm like, hmm, okay, guys, master bedroom. So I keep handing out and all of a sudden, I go again, I go, what about this one? And she keeps saying it, main bedroom, main bedroom. And I said, okay, boys, master bedroom, master bedroom. So finally, one of the guys says, you keep calling it the main bedroom. You mean the master, right? And she goes, yeah, but we're not allowed to call it that. And I went, what? She goes, yeah, master, we're not allowed to call it master bedroom because that implies like master and slave. <laughs> I looked at her and I said, I'm sorry? She goes, yeah, they said it's offensive to black people to call it the bedroom a master bedroom. <laughs> so me and TJ, Tom, we look at each other and we go, anybody ask us that? <laughs> like what? She says, oh, you guys, you don't find that offensive? And we're like, what? <laughs> what are we finding offensive? She goes, you know, the word master bedroom. <laughs> we go, we weren't even thinking that. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? She goes, well, I thought that that implied that, you know, master and slave. We go, we're looking at each other going, 
Where are you getting this from? <laughs> that's what I, that's exactly what we did. White Mike, on point, on point. So to mock her, she finally let it go. Because I think she realized how silly it was. So me and TJ kept saying every time we found something going into the what's name, I would go, hey, take this up to the massa bedroom, boy. <laughs> and then every job we were on after that, the boys, like, would, they would take something upstairs, like, into the house. I think it was a, a move we did the next day. And the guys took a dresser up to the bedroom, to the master bedroom. And I made Carl and Justin take it up into the master bedroom. And then when they were coming out, and I said, I would have helped you, but y'all was taking it to the master bedroom, and I ain't had permission to go up there. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, the client was like, what, what, the, what just happened? <laughs> And so we told them, and, like, everybody is looking at us like like we have three heads. They're like, are you serious? I couldn't believe it. It's funny as hell. So, master, we have to use the word primary. It's a, I still love that story. When I heard this, I went, oh, yeah, we experienced that. Another one is chief. Chief for the obvious reasons you can't say chief because it's Native American. So if you have a chief financial officer, a chief operations officer, you can't use chief anymore, so I'm sure that woke corporations are going to get rid of those um, monikers soon. The person's name is what they say instead of calling a guy chief. Also, brave is no longer allowed. You can't call people brave. Instead, say nothing. <laughs> and what is it? Is that the last one? Yeah. So that was the last one out of all of them. Uh, that you shouldn't use. Indians don't care about that. Just live. It's true. It is so true. I've got a beef. Let me tell you something. If I could tell you this story before I move on to the Twitter files. This is such a great story. And um, it involves a friend of, of the family. And um, so we go to a carnival. And we meet. Yeah. people. Yeah. Um, we go to a carnival. And at the carnival, I meet this couple for the first time. Um, and they are a friend of Rosie's. And she is best friends with the wife. She wants me to meet the husband. And so we get there and we get to the carnival and we meet each other and it's cordial. Shake his hand, shakes my hand. He's white male, my, probably a couple of years younger than me. Um, but nothing of it having a conversation and it's just at the time where the redskins are having that's the big news story the redskins are about to change their name but nobody knows what it is and they are about to change themselves into just washington before they you know washington football team is going to be their name until they come up with their new name the commanders so that conversation comes up when we start talking about it and then i start mentioning look it makes no sense the only people who appear to be upset about this are liberals um, who aren't even natives. In fact, the Washington Post did a poll talking to natives and 90% 90, 90 of them said they have no problem with the name and most of them do not find it offensive. In fact, many of them say that it keeps the heritage of redskins and of native people alive. They don't, you know, they're making the argument that if you remove everything about native culture in mainstream culture, people will forget, forget they even exist. It only hurts, not helps. 
Well, this guy went on to tell me it's wrong. My wife is native. My kids are part native. I think it's wrong, blah, blah, blah. But he made this big stand. And then he went so far as to say, I don't think we should talk about it anymore. So we were having a very good conversation about it until he decided that, you know, my wife is native, my kids are native, and we can't talk about this anymore. You don't know. End of discussion. So my attitude was like, oh, okay. It's like that, y'all. You brought the conversation up, and then when I'm making good points, you want to start, cut it off. I said, okay, I left it alone. Well, I kind of took the guy as a jerk. But I meant nothing. I left nothing. I, read. I said to Rosie, hey, you know, the guy was kind of a dick. All right, but for you, it's your best friend. That's why I'll try to be cordial. Left alone, nothing on. Weeks go by. They continue to hang out. We go to the daughter's birthday party. We stay, blah, blah, blah. Yes, he is. Uh, he is a Democrat. Anyway, so the whole conversation goes on. Oh, and not only is a Democrat, he's... Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at Chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's Chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Super uber liberal, John. We go to the kids' birthday party. We take them to the pool. We take we, we take um, Ellis, who you've all met here, take him to the pool. His Their daughter is his best friend. They hang out, blah, blah, blah. Cordial. Shake his hand. How you doing? Make it no reference of it couple of weeks after that go by I'm sitting in the house Rosie looks at me and she goes so I don't know how to tell you this and I went what and she goes well it's about that guy I'm not gonna say his name so it's about that guy and I went what happened and she goes well my friend is angry at her husband because he got into an argument with a neighbor the other day and I'm like, in my head, I'm going, so? Like, what's this got to do with me? I don't even care about the story. And she goes, yeah, you're going to care about the story. And I'm like, why am I going to care about this story? Well, the neighbor they got, he got into an argument with is Indian from India. And apparently they got into an argument about something in the yard or something domestic, whatever it was. Well, the wife heard the husband say in the middle of the fight with the neighbor. Why don't why you, don't you go, go back, back where you came, came from? from? I kid you not. <laughs> I'd about lost it. I said, What? <laughs> <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> he told the guy, you need to go back where you came from. <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> I literally, I thought my head was going to explode. I went, what? Him? Super uber duper liberal? Don't disrespect natives? <laughs> marginalized community and the whole nine I said what <laughs> what 
So just a Friday ago, just this, not this past Friday, yeah, not this past Friday, the Friday before, we went to a football game because the boys' high school was in the state championships, and congratulations to them. They won. 48-14. to 14. Freedom won that game. It was a fantastic game. The last touchdown was right in front of us. It was a fantastic game. But he was there. And I don't know whether or not he heard that I heard that he told. And in, the irony there. He's screaming and hollering about Native Americans and then tells a guy from India, uh, why don't, why don't, you, don't, go don't go back, back where you came, came from? <laughs> So he saw me there, and literally, I didn't even want to look at him. And I just was in total disgust. And he looked at me, he was like, hey. And I went, hey. <laughs> and I kept it moving. That, I swear to God, I almost lost it. I still want to stop. All I want to do is just scream, and I'm just like, hey, you're a racist, dude. <laughs> yes, exactly. All right, speaking of um, <coughs> intolerant people, Joe Biden, did you know about this? The Iran deal is dead. Congratulations. I can actually applaud the Biden administration for doing something that I'm on board with. The Iran nuclear deal is dead. But uh, the Biden administration won't admit it, but he got caught on camera saying it anyway. So Biden says, you know, look, he's worried about them getting a nuclear weapon, but he's not going to announce that the deal's not going through. And they've done everything to get this deal done. They've gone through back channels with China, with Saudi Arabia. That's not happening. They've even gone through back channels with, um, uh, who is it? Uh, John Kerry was doing back channels while Trump was president trying to make sure that they could get that deal done, but Iran's not going to take the deal. So thankfully, um, Iran's not going to get the deal, but that doesn't mean that all of this is over because they're going to try something else. Now, on to the Twitter files. Why are these important? Well, let's go to a couple of things that we need to take note of. And this was a piece that I played yesterday. If you weren't here yesterday, you may have missed this, but I want to play this by uh, this CNN whistleblower um, that I believe I still have here. I don't think I got rid of it. Please tell me it's still here. Um, if I got rid of it, I'm going to really, really be angry with myself because there's no reason why I would have gotten rid of it. And this is FBI. Uh, no, that's not it. Sorry. Damn it. How did I get rid of that? I can't believe I got rid of it already. I just had the damn thing. Did I really? No, I did not get rid of this stupid thing. There's Turley, there's Turley, there's Turley, there's Turley. That's Donald Trump. That's, nope, 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 nope. Darn it, I did. I got rid of it. Ah, I'm such a moron. I feel bad. Anyway, all right, I can't. Nonetheless, here is the uh, Byron York from the Washington Examiner talking about why this is significant with the FBI. These are the files that came out in part seven yesterday. 
The bureau wrote it off as a Russian operation and a warning to the tech giant. The cover of today's New York Post took this up, writing, quote, Bird in hand, how the FBI pressured Twitter to censor Hunter's story agency knew was true. Byron York is chief political correspondent for the Washington Examiner and a Fox News contributor. We were talking during the break that you think this uh, data dump, uh, Twitter Files Episode 7, is the most interesting one so far, in which Schellenberger wrote, quote, we present evidence pointing to an organized effort by representatives of the intelligence community aimed at senior executives at news and social media companies to discredit leaked information about Hunter Biden before and after it was published. I think what this, uh, li these latest revelations show is that the FBI used Twitter to suppress information on the pretext of it being Russian uh, disinformation, but to suppress legitimate news stories that would be negative to Joe Biden. I, I, you know, we've talked about this before, saying the Twitter story is really an FBI story. These new revelations make clear how much the FBI was using Twitter. That is, they briefed the FBI, briefed Twitter officials saying, be on the lookout for this. There could be a Russian disinformation uh, operation and it could target Hunter Biden. And this could happen and this could happen. And they made Twitter officials really sensitive to this possibility. So and this is the biggest problem with Twitter. It's run by a bunch of kids. And they've got the FBI, which, by the way, is paying them over $3 million. But they've got the FBI, in essence, the federal government coming to their doorstep and a bunch of naive kids who know nothing about censorship. They claim that they do, but they don't even understand free speech or censorship. They've got the FBI going, you remember what happened in 2016, right? You don't want that to happen again. And Twitter's going, but yeah, we, we have no real evidence of that. But there's going to be a document dump. You should be cautious of it. Well, yeah, we don't want, you want the same thing to happen with Donald Trump winning again? Well, no, of course we don't want that. So you better watch this dump. And these stupid, naive kids go, okay, okay. And they use this dumbass, Yoel Roth, as the guy to pretty much do it. Not even though he's a little cautious about what they're asking him to do, like give up information on users' locations. He f obviously figures something out. But he's, remember, he's in the hands and the clutches of the FBI who are pressuring him to give them information and to do what they ask. And of course, he, does want, he doesn't, doesn't want to do anything more than oblige because to them, remember what the real threat is. If you don't do this, Donald Trump will win again. Joel Roth doesn't want that. Wow, we, we could be in for a devastating attack on our democracy. So when the New York Post story came out... They immediately thought, that's it. That's what the FBI has been telling us about. And so they suppressed the story. They did exactly what the FBI wanted them to do. So basically the FBI programmed them. It appears that way. You know, for a lot of conservatives especially, Joel Roth, who was uh, the chief censor, uh, at Twitter seemed to be the villain in the story early on. Mm -hmm. Now it appears that the FBI is really manipulating him, that he's actually doing what he thinks the FBI is telling him to do, what would be best, uh, and in fact it's the FBI that's driving. Yeah, the FBI is driving this. Now what makes this even worse, folks, if you really want to talk about how deep the federal government, or at least the shadow government, was involved in social media, this story by Griff Jenkins that was aired today on Special Report, this is this real scary stuff because they're not trying to just influence this election. 
they're excuse me what they're doing is is they're trying to affect public policy aided the Pentagon's covert online PSYOP campaign. In a series of 21 posts, Fang details how deep the coordination went between the two entities, Fang highlighting Twitter's pledge and congressional testimony promising to shut down all state-backed covert operations, then reveals, but behind the scenes, Twitter gave approval and special protection to the U.S. military's online psychological influence ops. Despite knowledge that Pentagon propaganda accounts used covert ID Identities, Twitter did not suspend many for around two years or more. Some remain active. The documentation dates back to 2017, Brett, when CINCOM sent Twitter a list of 52 Arab language accounts used to amplify messages about U.S. military priorities in the Middle East. Think about that. So they're not just affecting Twitter here in the United States. They're affecting it overseas. Anyone who's on Twitter... And that's everyone. Remember, this is a global operation. And they're using Twitter to get information out to certain people by suggesting these people are on the up and up. It's nothing more than a shadow operation. Hold on one second. I'm trying to get this video because I just found it. And it is um, the video that I played yesterday with the CIA. Frank Snap was uh, the gentleman's name. Uh, that I was actually trying to get. And let me see if I can get the... Uh, I'm going to get his... Where is he? Frank, Frank, Frank. Where are you, Frank? Snap. That's not even there. That's... You briefed the press, Frank did you not, Snap when you were there? Well, I had several jobs. One of my jobs was that of analyst. So I want to play what he said here so you can hear. Um, because it sounds literally exactly like what's going on over at Twitter today. You briefed the press, did you not, when you were there? Well, I had several jobs. One of my jobs was that of analyst. Uh, I also was an interrogator and indeed briefed the press when we, the CIA, wanted to uh, circulate disinformation on a particular issue. Disinformation is not necessarily, uh, not necessarily a lie. It may be a half-truth. And uh, we would pick out a journalist. I would go do the briefing and uh, hope that he would put the information in print. For instance, uh, if we wanted to get uh, across to the American public that the North Vietnamese were building up their force structure in South Vietnam, I would go to a journalist and advise him that in the past uh, six months, X number of North Vietnamese forces had come down the Ho Chi Minh Trail system through southern Laos. Now, there is no way a journalist can check that information. So either he goes with the information or he doesn't, and ordinarily or usually, the journalist would go with it because it, was, it looked like some kind of exclusive. And um, I would say our percentage of planning that kind of data was uh, 70 to 80 percent. So here's Griff Jenkins. Noting the same day CINCOM sent the letter, Twitter officials used a tool to grant a special whitelist tag that essentially provides ver verification status to the accounts without the blue check, meaning they're exempt from spam, abuse flags, more visible, likely to trend on hashtags. Fang also says some Twitter officials felt deceived 
but added this part saying still many emails from throughout 2020 show that high-level Twitter executives were well aware of DOD's vast network of fake accounts and covert propaganda and did not suspend the accounts. It was a network that pushed narratives against Iran, Russia, China, and other foreign countries, ultimately tweeting as recently as May of this year, according to Lee Fang. So remember, what the DOJ has been screaming for the longest Right? It's what everybody's in screaming in Washington is about disinformation, disinformation, misinformation. While they were censoring all of its citizens, Twitter was helping them spread misinformation and disinformation vastly. Because the only people who are allowed are them. They are the ones who are allowed. You shut up. But we want to affect foreign policy. We can spread anything we want. And Twitter assisted in them. And again, having the same campaign to silence you and the president of the United States at the time, Donald J. Trump, and anybody else they disagreed with. <clears throat> Doctors, physicians, even the guy who created the technology, the mRNA technology that gave us the vaccines. They did everything to silence them. And the FBI and the DOD and the DOJ gave Twitter that power to do it. It is absolutely insane that this would go on. But Cash Patel was on with Steve Bannon. I don't even watch Steve Bannon's show like that. But what, what's going on inside of our federal government, folks? What Cash Patel lays out here, it indicts a lot of people that we thought were on our side, but we learned later were not. One in particular, Paul Ryan, former Speaker of the House. Yeah, so let's rewind the clock. So I was the chief investigator for Devin Nunes in Russiagate. We were exposing in 2017, Hillary paid for it, the corruption at the FISA court, the unlawful surveillance of President Trump. So that was a big enough story, right? The biggest criminal enterprise the FBI had ever perpetrated against a political enemy by breaking the justice system and using it to their advantage for partisan politics. What did we just learn five years later? That Google subpoenaed me, Devin Nunes' chief investigator for my personal phone records, my personal email emails and my personal credit card and financial information when I was exposing Rod Rosenstein and Chris Ray for performing the Russiagate hoax. Not just me, another senior staffer as well. So Devin Nunes' two top lawyers, amongst other people, were subpoenaed by the Justice Department in 2017 because, as Devin put it last night, they wanted to go after him and us because we were exposing their corruption. Hold on, hold on. Let me get this right. The House Intelligence Committee, you were the senior counsel. They, the Justice Department went and got a basically a warrant to get your emails, your banking records, all your financial records, yep. your telephone uh, records. We don't know if there was a wiretap or not, but 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 all that to track you and this other staffer. Here's the what I understand. A guy named Donald J. Trump was president. That's his attorney general. Yeah. They have a regulation. The did the speaker of the house was Paul Ryan. Is the, is the chain of custody? Yeah. Yeah. Well, here's what happened. Here's what happened. Did Paul Ryan notify the President of the United States or someone at the White House that they, because the Justice Department had to notify Paul Ryan, correct? Yeah, me as a former federal prosecutor, if you're going to go and surveil a member of the Gang of Eight and his staff, meaning the person who gets the most sensitive intelligence, because that's his job in Congress as the chairman of the Intel Committee, you have to go tell, the, the AG has to notify Congress's leadership, Paul Ryan. 
Ryan and, and somebody at the White House. But here's the thing with Paul Ryan. This is the guy that didn't want us to send out subpoenas for Russiagate. I had to fight him. Devin had to fight him. Paul Ryan is the same guy that in 2016, six months before the world ever knew about the Steele dossier, got it hand-delivered to him in private and never told me or Devin when we were running the Russiagate investigation. Wow. It's a, it's a shadow government. It's a shadow freaking government. And many people say, it was like, Reese, why should we care? Why do you think you should? I know it sounds confusing. I know it sounds crazy, but why should you care? There's enough people in the world who don't get involved in politics. You want to know why? It's because of stuff like this. It's like, hey, why do I even bother? They run the whole thing. You can't fight them. They're more powerful than you. An informed public cannot have the government act against them without their consent. An informed public cannot. If you want to choose to live in the dark, live in the dark. But the rest of us have got to do something to ensure that these people do not get away with doing this because it gets or it goes further than this unless they are exposed. Sunlight is the best disinfectant in this case. And if they are exposed and they say, screw it, we're going to do it anyway, remember, <clears throat> that can't last forever. I want them deeper in their wormholes. I want them so deep and so covert. And not only that, I want people who are elected, who are going to go after those people, defund the FBI, rearrange the CIA, find out whether or not they've been responsible for assassinations, of presidents or anybody else for that matter and whether or not they're running a secret government if we find out and excuse me I'm going to play a little more of this if we find out that the reason why Donald Trump is not the president of the United States is because that the FBI or the CIA worked to ensure that a guy who was a bumbling moron became president just to oust the one we had that is something critical and worth knowing. Just is. Oh, wow, wow. Paul Ryan, now the board of directors of Fox News, right? Yeah. If Bo. memory serves me correctly. <laughs> I want to ask you before we lose you, is there any doubt in your mind that there was a coup by the FBI and the Department of Justice? Because this, this discussion about Twitter has gotten off track, I think. The discussion on Twitter is about suppression of voice. And yes, it was definitely that. But it's deeper. It was an intelligence, intelligence operation and apparatus essentially controlled by the FBI and DOJ. Is there any doubt in your mind that there elements of a rogue state inside our national security state and now the biomedical security state with vouching these guys that are like a government in and of themselves. There's no doubt in my mind. And Steve, I think you know this. I call all these guys government gangsters. Let me hear it. Let me hear it. Let me hear it. Zero this doubt. Is, this is... This is... This is the backbone of America right here. This is the backbone of America. These are not radicals, right? Th th these are veterans. These are people who have been working every day of their lives. And you think right now there are elements of your government that are involved in their own way, like the Praetorian Guard, or they're going to select who's going to be president and what's going to happen. Any doubt in your mind? And the part that makes me laugh about all of this and the people who push back against it, these are the same people who celebrated the activists of the 1960s. The Black Panthers, the Black Liberation Front, 
All of those organizations that fought against the man, as it were, right, stopped the war in Vietnam. The people who stopped the government, those same protesters who wanted to stop George W. Bush and his illegal war in Iraq. Remember that? Those people were good actors. So here it is, you have people who are standing up against the government, and who are those people that are screaming and hollering, talking about, oh, the CIA is good. It's the most premier law enforcement agency of the world. And that's nonsense. Anybody who tries, tries that ends up committing suicide and shooting himself in the head twice. Exactly. This current one, right? This current wants eighty-five thousand IRS agents. Yeah, but they want, uh, but they really need eighty-five thousand new FBI agents. Exactly. What do you think that they're bringing all of those agents in there for? And here's what we got to do. Like you said, like Vivek said, we got to expose them. We got to educate them. So I'm labeling them all government gangsters. But here's the thing. I only found out five years later because Google sent me an email. It's not like the DOJ and FBI. Here's the questions you got to ask. Were chairmen and members of Congress subpoenaed and surveilled? Were other staffers? Was the media? Was my phone calls with private conversations? Remember, at the time they subpoenaed me too, they went so far back as to get my records when I was a terrorism prosecutor at the Department of Justice. These guys will never stop. It doesn't matter if you're a Democrat or Republican. All they care about is maintaining their status quo of power. Guys like Rod Rosenstein and Chris Ray and Bill Barr, as long as it doesn't, as long as the cathedral doesn't fall on their watch, that's all they care about. That's right. As long as the cathedral doesn't fall on their watch. Remember this, okay? When this Twitter thing first came out, remember Kamala, let me, uh, not Kamala, uh, Corinne Jean-Pierre, she had so much to say when these Twitter files first were dropped, right? When they were first dropped, it was a distraction about old news. So look, we see this as a, a an interesting or a coincidence, if I may, that uh, uh, that he would so haphazardly, uh, Twitter would so haphazardly push this distraction. Uh, that is a that is a full of uh, old news, if you think about it. Um, and uh, at the same time, Twitter is facing very real and very serious questions uh, about the rising volume of anger. Hey yeah, volume and anger. But now that these new files came up that clearly show that the FBI was directly involved in suppressing not just the Hunter Biden laptop, but it was suppressing the Hunter Biden laptop to give cover to her boss, Joe Biden, and his involvement in China, Russia, and Ukraine. Now, when she's asked about FBI's role. Um, the latest Twitter files show that the intelligence community was actively involved in discrediting the Hunter Biden laptop story. Does it bother the president and those at the White House that a government agency like the FBI was involved in suppressing a legitimate news story? Again, I'm, I'm just going to refer you to the FBI. I'm not going to comment from here about that. Oh, oh, what? You, you got nothing to say there, uh? Corinne, what's the, what happened? I thought it was a distraction for old news. Now you're referring to the FBI. The FBI was giving cover, aid and comfort to your boss's misdeeds, collecting millions of dollars, 10% for the big guy. It was a distraction before, now it's not. And all I've got to do is to say this, for all of these people, all of these people who were poo-pooing the Twitter files, let me just ask you one question. If it's a nothing burger, why aren't you reporting on it? If it's a nothing burger, why aren't you reporting why it's a nothing burger? 
Why aren't you poking holes in it? If what Elon Musk is doing, remember, Elon Musk is bad for Twitter. Elon Musk is bad for free speech. Elon Musk must leave Twitter. But these Twitter files that are coming out that are saying that the FBI was involved in a, 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 a pretty much changing an election, you've got nothing to say about it. And let's go one step further. I'll go one step further. If these documents mean nothing, and the outcome of the election would have never, ever changed what they were doing. Why were they doing it? If the Hunter Biden story was going to have no effect on the election, why did the FBI put a hundred, I'm sorry, put $3 million into Twitter to stop it from getting out? Why were there so many exchanges between Elvis Chan and Yoel Roth? 150 email exchanges. If it was not to affect an election, why was the FBI directly involved with Twitter in suppressing the story? If it did nothing, if it meant nothing, if the story was a nothing burger or a distraction, why would the premier law enforcement agency that does all of this great and stellar work that we are never ever supposed to malign why were they having weekly meetings with twitter if it wasn't supposed to affect an election why do it at all if you can't answer that it's usually the obvious by the way can somebody call um, Kamala Harris can somebody do that for me call Kamala Harris Kamala sweetie um, you were asked about what can you do to stop disinformation can somebody get a memo to this dumbass when I see how social media is used in that way it causes me a very deep level of concern as someone who has a, a responsibility and a first priority to 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 consider and protect our nation's security including the security of our democracy so what i would say about any social media site is this i would i fully expect and would require that leaders in that sector cooperate and work with us who are concerned about national security, concerned about upholding and protecting our democracy, to do everything in their power to ensure that there is not a manipulation um, that is allowed um, or overlooked that is, is done with the intention of upending the security of our democracy and our nation. A dumbass. That's what's happening already. That's what the FBI did in 2020. It's what the FBI did in 2017. It's what the FBI is doing today. Someone get a memo to this moron and let them know that the FBI is already on the job. LA says, I have a friend that called the FBI's fathers, brothers, and in-laws. <laughs> That's actually a good one, LA. 
These people are absolutely asinine. Anyway. All right, folks. That's our show for tonight. I hope you like my new Echo That's our show for tonight, folks. We'll be back here tomorrow. Last time. Last show of the week until we get back after New Year's. So we'll be back here tomorrow. As I always say, radio is free, so we thank you for paying attention. Remember to keep JC in your hearts and in your mind. Sean Patrick, we love you and we miss you. Remember that panic is not planning, so plan your work and work your plan. Me, I'm Reese on the radio. You, you have a good night and a pleasant tomorrow. Because we hope to see you back here tomorrow, too. Last show before the new year. Plenty of news, plenty of views, maybe some surprises. And then we're off to go hang out at WTIC. I love you guys. Be good. Hey, baby. (laughs) I got to go. Y'all be good. The wife is here. Maybe I get some bonbons. Hey.